Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Thursday, June 29th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served that area since 1880. Colin and Nick uh, really were trying to keep their conversation going while I was trying to open up the show today. Why was that? We're talking about college Why'd football. you open up the show? Yeah. Why did I open up the show? Because the, the intro show? Hey, came you interrupted up. our conversation. It's true. It's You're twelve oh eight. Brought up this topic, so it's your. We'll fault. talk about that later in the show if we have some time. But uh, first, we'll talk some Berkeley Post fourteen Junior Hornets action. Then here at twelve fifteen, we'll be joined by head coach for the Hedgesville Eagles football and girls basketball teams, Matt Faircloth. Who will join him? He'll join us on the phone. But the Junior Hornets in action last night, guys, and uh, they go to Damascus, Maryland, to take on. Uh, Damascus post 171 for the third time this season. And it's back-to-back games that they take them on. And uh, they win, this time 5-1, to one in a great effort on the mound combined by Mar- both Martinsburg pitchers, Owen Rubenthal and Ben Reisenweber. Rubenthal goes three innings, two hits, one run, not earned, four strikeouts. Ben Reisenweber goes four innings, three hits, no runs, four walks, six strikeouts. And they... Uh, only give up one run combined. It's seven hits for the Junior Hornets and two RBI day for Washington's Connor Smith. Alex Danner goes two for four. Michael Poltar, one for three. One for three for Jet Gross. One for two for Isaac Grove. One for three for Sven Dupree. And then, uh, you know, great hitting day overall or good hitting day overall for the team, but even better pitching day for the Junior Hornets. Yeah, not as big of an offensive explosion like you saw in the but 21 But you didn't need it. Win, but yes, I, th- to compare that pitching, I mean, you've got to play in back-to-back games, as you said, and to only hold them again to one run. So two games only allowing two runs, one in each game, is very impressive. And you like that these junior Hornets are getting the job done there and the defense backing them up in those pressure situations, even though there haven't been many the first game it was only a one hit game with that one run and then yesterday in the 5-1 win mostly getting on base with a few walks here and there but never anything too much for the Hornets not to get the job done and get that win so definitely impressive for those two guys and then for Gross on the first game yeah I think uh, you got to find ways to win games in different ways uh, in order to be a successful team in any sport so uh, you know, you're not always going to have huge offensive days, but if your pitching keeps uh, the other team in check, you can win the game. If uh, you don't have a huge or a great outing out on the mound, but your offense picks up the pitcher, then you can still find ways to win. So, you know, really good teams find different ways to win. We know the Hornets are a good team, good program, so not really surprised that they were able to get some wins and uh, win those games with different levels of uh, efficiency on each end how about it was a honored run in the third inning that they gave up or the second inning they gave up they were shut out all the way until the seventh inning where they scored five unanswered runs in the top of the seventh inning 
and shut out in the bottom of the seventh inning to win that game five to one. They now sit on the season. 12-3-1. They have a tournament this weekend in Cumberland, Maryland. They'll take on Garrett, Annapolis, as well as Kaiser. Uh, as those, uh, I believe those are all junior teams, 17 U teams. Uh, so this junior team is really, I guess, using this summer to their advantage when it comes to getting those opportunities to play. And I think they're being managed very well by Ryan Childs to see a lot of different players get big uh make big impacts in games have the ability to do so yeah i think uh coach childs has done a good job with this group um first year kind of coaching this team so with his experience uh playing professionally i think that helps as well so um overall you know i think he's the right guy to lead this younger group of of kids and help them you know get ready for their varsity seasons uh, where they're all kind of expected to make an impact and uh, just been a really good job by him and his staff. And I was talking to Trip Tobin yesterday over text, um, and basically the last couple of days he said with the la- with so much rain having come through, they're not able to play a lot of these Virginia Maryland PA games because they those teams have to play their area teams at least twice. Well, obviously you know this area in Legion for the West Virginia this area only has three total teams so it's not hard to play those games but when you're in va virginia northern virginia very populated area they have to play all those games make up all those games pa they do as well we know with that west lawn team it's that's burks county legion has like four or five teams according to what i've looked up and maryland obviously has a bunch of legion teams as well so basically they're not playing their game against leesburg on saturday because leesburg has to make up games that they haven't been able to play due to the rain um but uh, as Tripp said, everything is day-to-day with summer ball. You got 18 kids one day, then the next day nine. Uh, but it's summer. You just got to win the area in the state. Rest is getting reps and exposure. So it's all about kind of getting those players out there when they can, but also giving them the opportunity to rest when they need it. Uh, so for the Post-14 senior team, they're back in action tomorrow night. They'll be at Potomac Valley Post-64 to make up that area game. And then Saturday, just one game Saturday night, it'll be Waynesboro post 15, and then a doubleheader against Vienna post 180 on Sunday at 1 and 4 before they travel down to Chesapeake, Virginia, to the beaches for a tournament. And then after that, they've only got three games left on their regular season schedule, and we'll have one of those games. Uh, but uh, it's shaping up to be a great season for that Berkeley post 14 organization because a lot of the guys that were on the team last year for the seniors are back this year. They're not going to be eligible next year because they'll be above 19. But you've got this feeder team and the 17U team that's shown a lot of great stuff so far. Yeah, and you still have a few guys that uh, have played both ways as well. So I think that's been beneficial. You know, guys have gotten to play up at the senior league level. And you'll have a few guys that have just played senior uh, that are going to be back next year as well, like Myers and Boober. Of course, Oviedo's played a lot of both so I think uh, the program's in a good place right now, and we know the talent in this area. You know, they'll continue to find guys that can play, and not really surprised that both those teams are doing so well. Yeah, not surprised at all, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, they became number one by making you 
number one. First, go to ParsonsFort.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll be joined by Hedgesville football and girls basketball head coach Matt Faircloth. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Wish we'd known We'll blow away with this new sun. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. When you need justice. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. It's Friday night. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Collin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. And we're now joined on the phone by head coach for the Hedgesville football and girls basketball team, Matt Faircloth. How are you doing today, Coach Faircloth? Good, sir. How about yourself? We're doing great. And uh, three-week period here coming to an end. You're coaching two teams again this year. It's about a year ago that we had you on after the announcement was made that you took over the girls' basketball team. Uh, but first, we'll talk football here, and then we'll get into girls' basketball. What's the three-week period been like for your team this year? I know there's been a lot of camps that you guys have been to. Yeah, I mean, it's been good for us. Uh, a lot of new faces as far as kids that have been in our building that you know elected to come out this summer and, and, and be part of it. So getting them into you know our culture and getting them you know sped up on everything has been really good for us. Um, and then we've been to William and Mary, uh, went down and competed in the seven on seven there, and then we were up at Pitt this past Sunday where we competed in seven on seven in the big man. Coach. Um... Obviously, you know, getting a lot of practice time in, uh, have to replace a few guys like you do every year. What do you what do you think will be some of the strengths of your team 
heading into next season? Well, I mean, the good thing for us is we got a lot of guys experience over the last two years uh, to be able to step into to spots of guys that we need to fill. I mean, losing Jackson Ruess, the quarterback, that's hard to replace just because, I mean, that guy was a gamer, man. Like, it's hard to find uh, a Jackson Ruess. But, you know, Dalton came in in big situations for us last year. Uh, he's got a lot of experience under his belt now, and, you know, he's, he's looking pretty good here in the summer. Uh, he's bigger and stronger, and uh, arm looks really, really good. Uh, you know, we got to replace Tanner Matthew at receiver, but I mean, we've we've been developing guys like Nate No, the Ian Wolfs, uh, the Brett Pedersons, and and the Eston Allens to be able to take take over when those guys leave. So for us, you know, out there, I think we'll be okay. And then we got to replace Eli and Drew Milton on our line, which you know, we got some guys that are ready to go there. Coach Dylan Bishop here. We saw you guys kind of evolve into more of a passing team this past season with Jackson Ruess in his senior season. And I know a lot of times you'll see football teams kind of adjust their scheme depending on their players. Now we'll see uh, now that Jackson is out and you guys got guys like Dalton Harper on the team now. What can we expect? Uh, what are you looking forward to right now? What's your idea for what this offense is going to look like? Is it going to look like more of last year's team or is it going to be an adjustment period based on what your player situation is going to be? I mean, I think for us, I mean, we we got a we got a really 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 good receiver in Demonte Martin, and you know, for us, we got to get in the ball. Uh, and I mean, teams are going to bracket him and try to take him away, but you know, we got guys on on both sides of, of the offense that can really go out and get football. So we're we're not going to change much. Uh, we've added some new wrinkles to stuff to try to get guys, you know, mismatches here and there, but. What you've seen last year, I mean, we're going to stick with just because we return, we return a lot uh, coming out of that offense. Coach Faircloth, Colin here. You've done a complete 180 with your program, it seems like, as a few years ago it was winless, then on the verge of playoffs, and finally last year making the playoffs. What's the next step or stride that you want to see your program take this season? I mean, everybody asked me why I took Wheeling Park game one. Um, no. At the end of the day, you know, we got to take steps to build this thing, but sooner or later we got to jump into the pool. You know, we got to jump into the deep end. So right now we're going to we're going to open up with Willing Park game 1 and I think that's an opportunity for us to to see how far we we've, we've come in the last 3 years of you know, now we're going to open up game 1 with, you know, a premier top 10 team in this state. So for us, it's, you know, we we said last year playoffs are bust. We've set a standard now. We want to get in, but now we want to now we want to go further. We want to go see if we can win this thing. And coach, you probably knew this was going to be bringing the conversation. You're getting two transfers coming in at least that we know about. At least, what uh, have you seen from them so far in the practice that they've been able to get with your team? Uh, I mean, you know, Aiden, Aiden. I've known Aiden since he was seven years old and playing in the youth leagues and playing travel football and. You know, he's played with Levi and Jake Young and all them. So, for, for me, I knew we knew what we were getting when he elected to come here. He's a great kid, works hard. And, you know, since he's came here, he stepped up into a leadership role. You know, him and him and Levi compete every day, and I think that's really, really good for both of them. Um, and then, you know, Gavin, Gavin's a quiet kid, but he goes out and he, he grinds and works. And, you know, he, he's got the ability. And I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people don't see it when he was at Berkeley Springs. Uh, I think you're getting ready to see what that what that kid can do. 
What's it uh, been like dealing with the new transfer rule in terms of not knowing, I guess, who's going to necessarily continue to play at Hedgesville and and who you might have to see when they come in? I mean, it's uh, I'll tell you this. You know, it, it's been crazy. Uh, you know, me and Coach Church were talking about it the other day. It's, it's you know, guys just show up. Like, and that's the crazy part is, you know, they're being told if you want to go to this school, all you got to do, go show up. They're get you enrolled on the open enrollment, da 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 da. I mean, there's kids coming out of everywhere, and we got to keep running them off in, until they've done the proper channels. So I think there, there's got to be more guidelines. There's got to be, you know, bigger things for these guys. Like before they come, they got they got to know what they're doing and doing it the right way because. I mean, it's been it's been crazy around here the last three weeks. So, you know, just just people showing up and, and us having to run them out. It's it's just been crazy. Uh, Coach, we saw just recently that uh, Xavier Kirk, uh, your play, one of your players from last year, has decided that he's going to pursue basketball full time instead of uh, playing football for you this year. Uh, do you have any opinion on that and his, uh, you know, what you see from him going forward in basketball? I mean, I, I've known X a long time, and, you know, he came and talked to me. And, you know, sometimes when you, you know, sometimes you, you want to be selfish and you say, you know what, you, you try, you, you don't want to, you don't want to be too selfish to where you talk a kid out of doing what he truly wants to do. Um, so for me, it was, it was never talking him out of not, you know, just focusing on basketball. It, it was, it, if that's what he wants to do and that's where he sees himself going forward. Uh, I told him that the day he came and talked to me. I fully support him. You know, it's I'm, I'm selfish, and I'd love to see him on a football field helping us out. But at the end of the day, you know, that young man's passion since I've known him, you know, coming out of the middle school has always been, you know, basketball. And he's really, really, really good at basketball. He is. Um, you know, last year he didn't really get a lot of opportunity to, to show people. But I think now with – you know, uh, our basketball program graduating all all the five of those seniors that really uh, led our program. I think now he is going to take on much more of a role, and he's going to have to be the guy. So for me to be selfish and tell him, "Hey, no, don't do that. You don't want to do that." That would be wrong of me, uh, just for the simple fact of that young man sees himself going to the next level, and he's got aspirations of playing it at a high level. I'm not going to be selfish. I support him in everything he does. And I told him down the road if he ever elected to come back, you know, I, he's a great kid. I'll always take him back if he elects to come on back down the road. Coach Faircloth, you mentioned earlier that you guys will be starting the season off against Wheeling Park. Who are some of your other non-conference games that season? Uh, we got open up Wheeling Park, uh, and then game four, uh, we're at Herbert Hoover. You know, uh, runner-up Double A last year return a lot. They're going to be really, really good. They just picked up a running back out of Riverside that is an absolute animal. Uh, so we're, we're there. Uh, we picked up Liberty out of Maryland, uh, who had a really, really good year last year. Um, and I mean, we got Kaiser, and anytime you play Kaiser, it's going to be a physical knockdown, drag-out game. Uh, and then we're at Hampshire game three, and then uh, the rest were eat back all the way through. 
And coach, I want to talk to you a little bit about the scheduling. I think we talked off air a few months ago during baseball season when I saw you when kind of everything had to change when it came to the football schedule with the backloading of the conference games. How did that affect kind of games that maybe you had already scheduled or did it affect it at all? Uh, I mean, when when we elected, well, not we, when certain people elected to flip that schedule around, you know, it took away what we've been doing here for a long time. It's always been us in Washington open up on a Thursday night. That was a prime time for not only our kids here, but Washington's kids to be the, the limelight, the, the big game. And, you know, taking away that, you know, I think it, it sort of, you know, it took a lot out of what we've been doing here as far as scheduling. Uh, and then anybody that schedules high school football knows game one is the hardest one to find. And, you know, me and uh, Miss Van Dyne, we, we called probably over 70 schools from all the way from Kentucky, Ohio, PA, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina trying to find a game one. And it just so happened that Wheeling Park uh, had somebody drop them. So we just, it was, a, it was just the right thing to do. Coach, wanted to go back to uh, one of your newcomers, Aiden Fleming. Uh, when the journal article came out that he was transferring, he said in there that he's going to play some running back. Is that uh, going to be a part of your offense this year? <laughs> uh, I, this is what I'll tell you. You know, his 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 next level is going to be as a walk down linebacker, pass rush guy. Uh, I'll tell you this, I don't think you you will see very many carries in his future here at Hedgesville High School. Now, maybe on senior night, maybe one or two, but other than that, uh, he's just going to be a defensive guy for us going down the road. And, uh, Coach, obviously you have football coming up more recent and more uh, soon uh, to focus on, but after that, it's going to be basketball season once again. What can you tell us about what you're looking forward to this year for the girls' basketball program at Hedgesville? I can tell you it's been exciting in the three week period. Uh, you know, we've been we've been going at it a few days a week and you know, we got volleyball girls and softball girls and soccer girls, but so we're trying to split it up to where they can make it to all the, the three week period stuff. But it's been real exciting here in the three week period. You know, we picked up uh, you know, probably one of the better best athletes in the state and you know, Gracie Brown's coming out to play. She's looked really good in the three week period. But the biggest thing is we return almost everybody on our roster. And that's the key for us is in order to build this thing, we got to have retention of what we have. And, you know, Olivia Cooper's back, uh, Jasmine Brown, Maggie Boyd, uh, uh, Yates. Like, there's so many girls that we return that are going to be able to give us minutes and have experience now in what we're trying to do. I think this season for us, uh, I'll be honest with you, you know, I don't want football season to end, I can tell you that. But at the end of the day, when football season ends, it's going to be very exciting for me to move right into the winter. And any coaching staff changes along in your uh, basketball program this year? Or are you sticking around with the same coaches you had last year? Uh, we we picked up uh, uh, Coach Kitts. She, uh, she graduated from uh, West Liberty. Uh, she just got done playing there. Uh, she played at uh, – big-time powerhouse high school in Pittsburgh. Uh, she's been really good for us coming in. The girls, you know, really have uh, adapted to her, and she's really good with what we're trying to do here. And she's really, so far in a three-week period, she's taken, she's taken the reins on coaching and, and started to really see some changes in some of these young ladies we have. 
coach last year was your first year coaching this girls basketball team and during the season talking with you you mentioned uh that half if not more than half of those girls that came out it was their first time playing basketball so teaching them the fundamentals of it all was your main focus of the year what have you seen growth wise out of them though during the off season uh, i mean you know now we can dribble with both hands uh they're dribbling with their eyes up uh they're communicating that the, the communication part was the biggest one for me is you know when you when you haven't played the game of basketball and you're out here trying to to play the game with four other four other people if you don't communicate you're, it's, you're not going to be successful so for us the communication part um like the other day we did some we did a live scrimmage here, and the biggest thing was the gym with no fans in it. It was probably the loudest we've had it. You know, it was they were talking, they were moving, they were cutting without the basketball. They were they were talking on switches. So for us, it's you know taking over a program where probably over seventy five percent of the girls in our program, maybe even eighty percent, have never played basketball before. Where we were to where we are as of uh, Monday. Uh, it's night and day, and I think this season will show coming up the steps that these young ladies and the hard work that these young ladies have put in, and, and I think it's going to come full fold here starting in December. Coach, uh, last year for Hedgesville as an athletic program really had a, a great year. Your football set the tone, making states. Uh, basketball, baseball make states. Softball had a good season. Volleyball had a good season. How do you get girls basketball to join in on that? And then also for you, you know, you kind of have connections to a lot of the programs. Your sons play multiple sports. So what's that like to see Hedgesville uh, have such a great athletic year? And, and how do you hope that continues? Well, the, the, the thing with the girls basketball is they went out and started, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in peers recruit peers, you know, and I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. And they went out and they've got some, Soccer girls balled in. They got some uh, some other volleyball girls balled in. So they're bringing people, more athletic girls in the gym for us. Um, so we'll be able to do a little different things than we did last year. You know, uh, soccer players, you use them for what they do. They play defense. They move their feet. They're long and athletic. Volleyball girls, they can jump. They can spike the ball down. So I need them to go up and rebound, stuff like that. Um, you know, we're, we're transitioning into, you know, really getting girls in here. Uh, that want to work and, and I, again I think the girls you know they learned a lot last year they seen that you know how far we came from game one to the end of the season uh, if you look at it last year and girls back the cupcake schedule uh, and for us I think they went through the gauntlet they got better and then I think this off season it made them hungry to come in here and get better um, but as far as athletics in the building you know Hedgesville you know you walk around and you you know, we may not be the most athletic. We may not be the biggest. But these kids out here, they grind. They work. They want to succeed. And when you can get the buy-in in the entire athletic department, the sky's the limit. And, you know, now that we're, you know, we're willing to share players and we're moving kids and, you know, we're trying to, okay, you know, Jackson's a three-sport guy. So last summer, and I think Coach Church said it the last time he's on, Jackson for three years really didn't dedicate himself to much basketball in the summer. So for me, it was a let's make this schedule out so that the Jacksons, the kids like Jackson and DeMonte and them who, and X who play basketball can get in the gym with basketball and, and perfect their craft. 
And I think that's the big thing going forward is is keeping keeping everybody on the same page and, and making sure everything works for kids so that they make sure that they maximize the potential in everything they do. Hedgesville football and girls basketball coach Matt Faircloth, our guest. Thanks for the time, Coach Faircloth, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, I appreciate it, fellas. That was head coach again, Hedgesville football and girls basketball head coach Matt Faircloth as – uh, they're ramping things up for this. They've ramped down the three-week period. They still have flex days they can use throughout the summer, but uh, it seemed to be a pretty successful three-week period for both sportsy coaches, Colin. Yeah, and hearing them say that they're going up against Wheeling Park in week one is going to be a huge game, and as he said, it will truly show how far this program has gone over the past three years. Are they going to be a program that – could potentially take a step back with some of the losses? Are they going to take another step forward and be a team that we see in the final 16 of the state in Class AAA? Yeah, that's a great question. The only time we'll tell, Colin, here as we are in the dog days of summer getting you set for fall sports later on here in about two months. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Have you been smoking? Uh. I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh. I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. The future doesn't wait. Why should you? Blue Ridge Community and Technical College offers over certificate programs in education, IT, culinary arts, engineering, and so much more. Small class sizes, flexible schedules with evening and online classes, affordable tuition, plus financial aid is available to those who qualify. Now you can go to college. Visit us online at blueridgectc.edu. That's blueridgectc.edu. Stop waiting and enroll today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us for this Thursday, June 29, 2023. Just one more show after today until we'll be back. We'll take a week off next week of shows. We'll be back July 10th. You laughing over there, Nick? Yeah, because you said just one more show until we be back. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I didn't he know the date we were coming back. Yeah, I knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> but uh, let's get back into the show today. Nick, is this the question you posed? Of course. Seven new playoff teams each year in the NFL compared to the last year. Right. There's obviously only 32 teams in the league, so you can only have so many teams <laughs> that can be playoff teams. Whenever you bring up numbers, Spencer falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a girl's number. I mean, yeah, how many it falls apart with those though. too? But um, seven new playoff teams each year from the fourteen that made it last. Where year. did you find this from? It's just like a known fact. But okay, I didn't know it. Yeah, we didn't. On know average, it. I mean, just look it up. On average, there's seven, okay. six and a half, seven teams. So anywhere from six to seven. So I just thought it'd be a fun topic since you know it's kind of the middle of summer. There's not a whole lot going on. You got to figure out your six to seven on average teams. Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders. That's one. They'll be. uh, Are we sure about that? Probably finishes worse than they did last year. I'm supposed to be the guy on here that likes the likes the way the Commanders are looking this year, but the playoffs. Playoffs. Maybe if they start Jacoby Brissett, but they're going to start Sam Howe. That's a good point. And Jacoby's good to get him nine wins. I I got you one right off the bat. All right, who? The Detroit Lions. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think another year of Jared Goff adding some guys in. I'm I'm, I'm Ross St. Brown. Uh, you know, Aiden Hutchinson's advanced another year. Their 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 draft picks that they end up using questionable. You know, drafting Jameer Gibbs. Tra- I think they're fine players, but at the spots that they took them are probably not the best places. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was that's the thing. So I mean, I think it'll shake out for them in the end. They made some some good advancements where they could. Probably not like. I mean, those early draft picks, they drafted tight ends and off-ball linebackers and running backs. But in the end, I think it'll be, you know, Jameer Gibbs is a really good player. So he should be pretty effective for them. Another year, last year of Jared Goff on his contract, I believe, if not the second to last one where they can then cut him later. So I, I got to go with the Lions. They almost made it this past year. So I think they're going to get it. In, uh, they're going to get in this time. Um one off the bat, I think it's pretty easy. I don't know if Colin's going to go with this. Uh, they're they had a pretty good team last year, just not a quarterback. This quarterback might be aging; he might be a little older, but they did get a quarterback. The New York Jets—they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I think the Jets are a good choice. The only thing that maybe concerns you with the Jets is their division is is pretty tough. Uh, Miami's solid, obviously. Buffalo's been one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, and, of course, the Patriots are the Patriots. They yeah. Bill Belichick at the end of the day. I don't think they'll be as good as they have been in the past. I think they continue to be probably last place in that division in New England. Uh, but I think the Jets is being at least a wild card team, maybe even a division winner. I have them as a wild card team. I don't know how the Dolphins are going to be this year. It, it all... It's all it comes depends down on to if Tua's Tua. healthy. They have everything else in place for a really good team, but you're worried about Tua's health. Yeah, and I still like the Jets' defense. I thought that young defensive core was great last year, and adding Rodgers 
whether you like them or not, I don't think hurts them. I, I think it'll definitely make them better in at least a wild card. So that's where I have them at a wild card. And another team that I think is going to come back, just kind of since we're going around, if, unless you had one on the Jets quickly. Well, I was going to say with the that. AFC East more so, I think a team that maybe could bounce out, which would be a shocker, but I'm not really happy with a lot of things that are going on in this offseason is the Buffalo Bills. With Stephon yeah. Diggs' problems off the field, we know how last season ended. Allen's turnovers were way up last year. If that trend continues and they're having issues with uh, Diggs and let's say, I don't know, he gets traded and then they're after him to throw the ball to Gabe Davis, I'm not really liking the Bills all of a sudden. But I still have them as a playoff team as of right now. Yeah, I still have them winning the I, division. I wouldn't be shocked to see them fall off a little bit, maybe not win the division. I would be shocked to see them just miss the playoffs outright. Right. Uh, Josh Allen did play like the last half of the season or so with a shoulder injury that he was playing through. The Stephon Diggs stuff is concerning. Intriguing. Yeah, intriguing, concerning. Gabe Davis, yeah, Gabe Davis definitely didn't really show to be a consistent, reliable number two, number one kind of guy. They did, they did, you know, add some guys in free agency in the draft that are kind of intriguing again, but not really in the spots that they could really use it. I think the reason they lost to the Bengals is because that front line, the offensive line, defensive line, isn't up to par. And that's not really what they made the big priority in the offseason. So, I, again, I would be surprised if they just completely fell out. But if you told me the Dolphins, you know, Tua stays healthy or the Jets win the division, I wouldn't be shocked. I still kind of think of the Jets as like the sixth or seventh best team in the AFC, though, even with Aaron Rodgers, because he's not like peak 2010 Aaron Rodgers. But he's rejuvenated, so maybe he is. Aaron Rodgers. He was just he, an MVP two years ago. I mean, two-time MVP, yeah, back, back to back, back to back. To back. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers probably picks some leaves off of a tree and eats them and thinks he's rejuvenated with the way that know, he's got a haircut. Why do you got beef against Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game? I think we know why. I didn't say anything about yeah. his playing ability there. <laughs> you know, but it's because he chooses to do things off the field. That's his life. He can do what he wants, and I can say what I want about it. That's exactly right. Don has true. the power to do that. Um, but I don't know. I think Rodgers may have a little bit left in the tank. All right. You ready to hear my yeah, third yeah, team? I'm, I'm ready to hear yours. I might agree with it. I might not. It's a team that I'm staying in the AFC. Okay. I, I just don't think because of the franchise, there's a way that they miss back-to-back years in the playoffs. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I think they're a good choice. If you're looking at teams that are going to make it, their schedule's pretty favorable. I think for them, they have a good defense. Kenny Pickett showed some good things at the end of last year. I think the Steelers as a wild card team sounds like a good bet to me. Here's here's my thing with the with the new uh, team in the playoffs. Though I think it's going to be pretty much a guaranteed one unless Baker Mayfield turns back into the Baker Mayfield of old. Somebody's got to win the NFC South. Yes. Yeah. And the Buccaneers no longer have Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, or I guess Kyle Trask. Trask. Um the Saints and the Panthers, I think. I mean, the Falcons are still kind of a mess. Desmond Ritter, unless he takes a big leap that we're yeah. not expecting. I, I think the Saints are going to be the favorite to win the NFC South because they added Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. But the Panthers are very intriguing to me. Because I think Bryce Young, I wouldn't be surprised if he came in right away and was very good. And they add Frank Reich as their head coach. They they did The only problem with that is they did trade away DJ Moore to yeah. get 
uh, to get Bryce Young. So the offensive weapons that he has are going to be interesting, but they do have a good offensive line. Picked Iki Aquanu at the top of the draft last season, like sixth overall, I think it was. So they they have some defensive guys as well, like Brian Burns and Derek Brown and uh, some of their other corners that they have, J.C. Horn. So I, I really think the, the Panthers are an intriguing team. If you made me pick one way or the other, I'll lean towards the Saints, say they, they win the NFC South, but... They I'd watch out for the Panthers. They could get a wild card, though, because that division is so weak that you're going to probably see a few teams get in there that you don't expect. But I think the Saints, because of the fact that they have the veteran, I'll go with yeah. them over Carolina. I got two wild cards here for my last two teams because uh, I agree with you on those other choices. Chicago Bears. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Justin Fields takes a step up. He's finally got a wide receiver. I think their defense is still pretty solid. Um Maybe they get in as a wild card team. I think Minnesota comes out, and I think Dallas comes out in the NFC. Uh, actually, I have Minnesota in, but I think Dallas goes out. So I got okay. my seven NFC teams are the Eagles, Lions, Saints, 49ers, Vikings, Seahawks, and Bears. Okay. And then the AFC, my seventh team, Denver Broncos. Mm. Oh, mm. Sean Payton now. You think the Sean right? Payton effect's that I'm, huge in year one? I'm buying the Sean I'm Payton buying thing. It. That would mean three AFC West teams and three... Actually, no, that, I have the Chargers out then. So, I don't know if I like that anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, here's a team that I have. I'm not much on the Chargers. A division I champion. I think Jacksonville takes a step back this year. And I think, surprisingly, the Titans find a way in. I think the Jaguars take a step up. I think they're going to be top three seed in the AFC this year. Their schedule's easy. Trevor Lawrence is going to get better. They the, got the him Titan, more weapons. I mean, what are the you know, the Titans? Are, I think Ryan Tannehill is only on the downslope of his career, and so is Derek. I think Henry. they find a way. Derek Henry's what? Collins a big Will Levis guy. That's true too. Is that is that what the, is that what we're no? I was here? going more with Henry, even though yeah, you heard all the trade rumors and everything. I, I think he, I think he proves that he still has one season in the tank left to have a breakout year and i think that's this year but you'll think they'll be better than jacksonville who's adding calvin mm. ridley into yes. the mix I think is he even gonna be that good division. calvin ridley he only took a year off he's still young i think he'll be fine taking a year off football. though we have seen is really hurt people yeah yeah but it's also been fine mike vick came back all right let's transition here he wasn't the mike vick of all we just say better. keep an eye on the colts i don't Eagles think they're gonna be two mike vick no they, there's no way the colts make the playoffs this year no well, way they, make they got you know the new coach uh, the eagles offense with anthony richardson put in a lot of that running offense with him that you would have run with jalen hurts i'm not saying they're gonna make the playoffs anthony I, richardson couldn't even win games at florida How is he gonna bingo florida is not the florida of like five it or doesn't ten matter years ago, it's though. college football it's still He's college football difference maker then he should dominate college College football. Yep, there you go. But he didn't dominate at Florida. So how is he going to dominate in the AFC I'm South, saying, which is worse than the SEC? I'm keeping an eye on him. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's transition here. The NHL draft last night. The Washington Capitals make their first selection in the top 10 since 2007. Here's the selection as Brian McClellan makes it. Pick. Washington selects Ryan Leonard from the U.S. Development Program. So they select him with a pick he had for the last couple of years, been committed to Boston College. He'll play a, a year at Boston College before he comes in to the Capitals organization. Uh, but everybody has been talking, saying he's just a little bit smaller, Tom Wilson. 
That's interesting to me that you're allowed to play a year of college after you get drafted. I thought it would be like baseball, like you can. Well, it's just like you get drafted and then you're you have the rights to them in the NHL. But like this guy that got drafted to the Flyers, who is projected to go to the Caps, is going to play in the KHL in Russia for at least three years. Yeah, I think that's a little bit different though because it's another professional league. You'll see that in the NBA sometimes where they'll draft a guy and they'll have like two or three years still in the whatever league they're in. Yeah, but that uh, right, like Jokic, Jokic played another year before he came over. Rudy, Ricky Rubio. I think it's a good yeah, pick. He's a right wing. Obviously, he's a guy that that can be physical. He won actually. He beat in the U.S. Juniors. I think he won a game in overtime with the slick goal. Uh, but wow, the Capitals the U.S. Juniors. The Capitals, the NHL draft continues today. I do believe they made a second-round pick already, but I don't have that pick on hand. But uh, the NHL draft continues the rest of the day. I think the Caps got a solid guy at number eight. Yeah, just we'll have to wait and see how he develops because, as you said, one year with Boston College and then from there probably in the AHL before we see him as a Cap in a few years. Every Washington team has exactly the eighth pick in the draft. Yes. Yeah. Why, Except the, for the Nationals. They're going to pick second in next month's MLB first year player draft the commanders didn't have the eighth pick did nope they, they didn't just, no, it just feels like that's all what right it always is. well that will do it's it for this business. segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience go to hagerstownford.com for more on the other side of this break we'll wrap things up talk about the perfect game from last night you're tuned in the sports mix talk radio wrnr tv 10 This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Grounded to third. Donaldson has it. There he is. Perfection for Domingo Last night, the scene, the Oakland Coliseum as... Domingo Germain throws the 24th ever German German Domingo Germain throws the 24th perfect game ever in MLB history Herman Domingo Herman just said on the call 
Uh, he throws the 24th perfect game in MLB history uh, last night in front of only how many thousand fans, you think? I don't know. I don't know. There's not the more. least amount ever. They had 1,000 there? What? They had 12,479, according to that. I was about to say, the Yankees about 11,000 so more than I figured. More. Uh, they won 11 to nothing, but it was at Oakland Coliseum. That's the third time that Oakland Coliseum has seen a perfect game. Was Dallas Braden on Father's Day one of the other ones? Yep. Or was it and then, Day? No, it was Dallas Braden, May 9th. 2020 Mother's Day. Mother's Day, May 9th, 2010. 12,288 fans, less than that game. Um, and then you got to go all the way back to where are we at? Where are we at? I just had it up here. Oh, we got to go back to 1968, May 8th. Catfish Hunter threw a perfect game, and the, the Athletics won 4 nothing in front of 6,298 fans. The thing that surprised me about that was that it was the last one since 2012. Yes. Yeah. And that, I looked back at it. There were three perfect games in 2012. Yeah, and then there were also three in in you know 2010, 2009, two and two in 2010, and one in 20, 2009. It's been 11 years since we've seen a perfect game, and in that year we saw three: Felix is Hernandez, it, Matt Cain, and Philip Humber. Is it the baseballs they I were using? Philip Humber throwing one for the White Sox. Is yeah. it the baseballs they were using? No, I think um, it was the fact that pitchers don't throw more than five innings now. So it's kind of hard to throw a bird. Because Kershaw true. had one going last year or two years ago, and they pulled him. Yeah. Colin was pissed. Yeah. Because I mean, we've only seen 24. I want to see more. This is like when you say Country Roads is a Maryland don't song. Don't get back into that. <laughs> that's, uh, we got, what, two two minutes? That's yeah. that's not enough we time to cover that. Time. Don't have enough time. You can let him roll just for two minutes straight I on could that. go on for hours. Hours and hours about that, but uh, pretty interesting. It's been 11 years since we've seen one, and then we saw three that year, and then what, three in 2010? There was two in 2010, and, then and, one in, and then one in 2009 as well. Yeah. So within that so three-year stretch, there were six of them, and then, then we went 11, 11 years, years without and one. saw one last night. We and so Chen had one going in Seattle one time, but he blew it. Yeah, he blew it. All right, yeah. Joyce blew it for Armando Galarraga. Yep. That's a whole separate thing. I, think that, right, I the, think that was 2010, so it could have been another one. Yeah. The Nats beat the Marlins last – or Mariners, not Marlins, Mariners 4-1. to one. A thing. great seven-inning performance by none other than Patrick Corbin, giving up just five hits, no runs while striking out nine. This is vintage Patrick Corbin, guys. Vintage, yeah. Nats take the series 2-1. to one. They've now won four of their last six games. They currently sit at 32-48. and 48. They have an off day today before they start a weekend series in Philly. Patrick Corbin is the most up-and-down pitcher I have ever seen. He'll have quality starts, and then the next game he'll give up seven runs in four innings. It depends on if they're home or away, obviously. That's what we said. They're better on the road for some reason this year. They're almost 500 now on the road. You know who's the most down pitcher I've ever seen, just in general? Keegan Aiken. Yeah. Give me a break with that guy. Time Four. of DFA him, right? Get rid of him. Yes. Get him out of here. Well, the O's fall yesterday. Nick's prediction of a sweep didn't happen. I didn't say when. Didn't. <laughs> October 2031. <laughs> Orioles sweep the Reds, win the World Series. All right. Well, the O's, they're off today as well, right? Yes. They're off today. What are they? They start a three-game set with the Who this week? Twins. Weekend? Not Twins. the Who. That's a band. How are you going to play the Who? With hope the Twins this weekend before they Pete go Town. there next weekend, where yeah. Colin will be next weekend. Be. Pete Marking Town's out our ballpark. 
ballpark off the list next weekend is Colin. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to head coach for the Hedgesville football and girls basketball team, Matt Faircloth, for coming on. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Priest saying so long. We'll talk to you on a, another edition of the Sports Mix tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Proud to support our local community and bring you the latest local news, local weather, and local sports. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Falling Waters.